So, this morning we're ending our sermon series on our new Jubilee values. Um, have we enjoyed it so far? Does anyone know the values? Can we shout them out? We. We. we This is, this is why you don't get a youth group to do this, because they're, they're out to get me. <laughs> so do you know what? It took me a while to actually understand what we meant by values. Um, we talked about it as a leadership team a few months ago. It took me a while to understand what it really meant. But when I got it, I really saw the significance of what it means to know what our values are. Um, what, what makes us Jubilee people? Who has God made us to be? As one podcast we listened to put it, uh, how are things done around here? That's why it's important to know what our values are. And it's been great just unpacking these over the last few weeks. And it has been a really good few weeks as, as a church, hasn't it? We've had our annual family meeting a few weeks ago, hearing about what God's been doing in our finances. We've had our awaken evenings. Um, we've had lots of exciting things happening in the church. We've had our gift days. It's been a real great time. There's a real buzz about the church at the minute. And uh, don't miss what God's doing here. That's just what I want to say to you guys. Don't miss what God's doing. Don't um, kind of blink and you'll miss it. God's doing amazing things in this church. And like, get excited about it. As, as Raj said a few uh, weeks ago, get on board the overcrowded Indian bus. You know, get on this adventure that God's doing. God's doing amazing things. Continue to give you all for Jesus. Continue to get involved. Okay. So let's get into our final value today. I might be a little bit biased about this, but I think we've saved the best to last. All right. So we've had we rejoice, we've had we welcome, we've had we inspire, but today we get serious, okay? We go because God is light. And this really is a good one to end with because it really does talk about who we are as a Jubilee people. We're a going people, aren't we? For us as a church, it's never been about being comfortable. It's never been about being in this little holy huddle in Macmillan Academy. It's never been about us just enjoying being with each other. It's always been about us going out, hasn't it? being a going people. It's part of our DNA. Uh, We go out and we make a difference. That's who we are. So today I just want to talk about what it might look like to be a going people. All right. And you know it anyway because you are a going people, but I'm just going to remind us on what makes us a going people and how we can actually go out and make a difference in this nation and the nations. Does that sound all right? Okay, if you've got your Bibles, let's start turning to Isaiah 6. It's a famous, famous passage. Um, If you don't have your Bible, the words will be appearing on the screen behind me. All right, so in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings, with two wings that they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he'd taken with tongues from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. 
Yeah, Lord, I thank you so much for um, what it means to be a going people, Lord. I thank you so much that you've called us to be a people who really make a difference for you in the world, Lord. And today I pray that as we go through and we look at what it might mean to be that going people, God, would we just remember the words of this passage, Lord? Would you be able to teach us fresh things from it, Lord, even from this famous, famous passage, God? I pray would our, our hearts really be changed today, Lord? Would our hearts be really set on fire again for you? And would we be launched out today, Lord Jesus? We pray that we're not the same at the end of this meeting today, Lord. Amen. Okay. All right, so I remember, this is a really famous passage, and I'm sure you've all heard it preached on loads and loads of times, but I remember the first time I ever heard this passage preached on. I'd been a Christian for exactly one year, and it was at this uh, youth event called Harvest uh, that we used to run at Carl's Farm. Is it Carl's Talia? At Carl's Farm. And um, I remember I'd been a Christian for a year, and I was really loving everything about being a Christian. Because you know what it's like when you're first saved, don't you? You're hearing everything for the first time. So everything is amazing. So I was learning all about um, God's goodness and I was loving every minute of it. And I got to this meeting and I was so ready to like learn more about God and just to be kind of really kind of set on fire for God. And um, as he was talking about, uh, on this passage, he was preaching, I, I kind of realized that I didn't actually have it all together. So like, I'd become a Christian and I love Jesus, but I was actually still very selfish and I was still kind of living for me and there was still a little bit of that me, me, me attitude that we can sometimes have. And as he began to preach on this passage, he was talking about what it might look like if we saw a revival in the northeast and what it might look like if young people like ourselves um, went out and spoke to people about God, if young people uh, lived for Jesus. And I remember him speaking, it was a, a guy called Stephen Riley, I remember him speaking and thinking, have this song, I thought, oh, like, am I even a Christian? <laughs> and he said at the end, and he said, do you know what? If you want to kind of live fully for God, if you want to be that, as Isaiah has done, say, here I am, send me. If you want to go out and make that step and say, God, it's not about me, but it's about you, then I want you to kind of respond now. And um, I remember the response was quite weird. We had to take our shoes off and go to the front. But I remember taking off my shoes and going to the front and saying, God, like, I want to be used for whatever you want me to be used for. I don't want that kind of selfish desire to creep in. And you know what? It was one of those moments which was like, uh, like a, a marker stone in my life, like a real life-changing moment. And uh, I hope maybe God speaks to you in the same way today. So I want to look at what, what it means to be Jubilee uh, going people. When we look at this passage, I can see three things that we can learn um, for ourselves today. So we can apply this biblical passage to ourselves today um, about what it means to be a going people. So the three things we can learn is that we should go in awe and wonder, we should go in freedom, and we should go gladly. All right, we should go in awe and wonder, we should go in freedom, and we should go gladly. So we're going to get into that in a second, but I want to introduce three people to you, all right, because I was talking and thinking about uh, and praying about what it means to be a going people, how we can get inspired to go. I just felt like God was saying to me, like, if you want to be inspired to go, Look at other people who've gone and get inspired by that, as well as getting inspired by him, of course. But look at other people and learn from their example. So I'm going to introduce three people to you, okay? Let's meet the first one. All right, this is a lady you might recognize if you've done Alpha recently. This is a lady called Jackie Pullinger, all right? And she's got a really inspiring story about going. So um, back in the 1960s, Jackie felt called by God to be a missionary. She felt God's calling on her life to go overseas and be a missionary, but she didn't know where. She knew God had called her, but she didn't know where. So what she ended up doing was, she got on this boat, all right, and she said, 
God, I'm, I'm praying that I'm going to find the right place to get off. Like, God, will you tell me where to get off this boat? And then where I get off this boat is where I'm going to serve you and be a missionary. So she got in his boat and she set sail and she ended up in a place called Hong Kong. Um, and when she was in Hong Kong, she started working in this area called the Walled City within Hong Kong. And this was like this little sub-community of, Kong, of, of Hong Kong. It was like a, a walled city which was full of drugs and prostitution and uh, lawlessness and poverty. And uh, Jackie felt called to witness to the recovering drug a- uh, addicts and prostitutes within this walled city. And uh, she famously gave this quote, um, this is what she said, she said, God wants us to have soft hearts and hard feet. The problem with so many of us is that we have hard hearts and soft feet. And you know, she spent her uh, years, and she's still doing it now, serving um, the poor and needy in Hong Kong, just an amazing woman of God. If you want to know what it means to go, this isn't a lady to look at, this is an example to follow. What about this guy? He's got an amazing beard. If anyone likes history, you might know this is a guy called William Booth. Uh, now, William Booth was a preacher. He was a leader in the Methodist church. And uh, he felt God call him to um, the working class people of East London. He felt God call him to go out to the pubs and clubs in East London and talk to people about Jesus and offer people another way of living. And he gave up his whole life and started preaching to these people about Jesus. Uh, He ended up starting a a little movement called the Salvation Army, which has exploded worldwide. It's become one of the most influential organizations in supporting homelessness and addiction around the world. Truly a remarkable organization. And this is what he said about being a going people. Check out this quote. It's quite long, but this is my sort of guy. This is how we should be talking in church. He says this. He says, not called, did I hear you say. Not heard the call, I think you should say. Put your ear down at the Bible and hear him bid you go. Put your ear down at the burdened and agonized heart of humanity and listen to its pitiful wail for help. Look Christ in the face whose mercy you've professed to obey. And tell him whether you'll um, join heart and soul and body and circumstance in the march to publish his mercy to the world. What a guy. We should start preaching like that. (laughs) What a man. The third person I want to talk about is someone you might not be as familiar with, but he's someone I absolutely love. This is a guy called Les Isaac, uh, a church leader from Brixton in London. Uh, And he felt the call from God to go into the inner city communities of London and reach out to young people at risk of being caught up in gangs and drug culture, as well as young people going out clubbing. And uh, he wanted to go out and share God's love to these people. Um, So he ended up starting an organization called Street Pastors, which you'll see if you go out into any city center in the UK on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, Street Pastors are a group that assist emergency services with helping at-risk people on nights out. So they give out bottles of water and flip-flops and help people get home. They chat to people. They pray with people. Just an amazing organization which is now uh, recognized by police forces and ambulance services across the nation. Like Street Passes has had a real impact in this country, all because someone felt the call from God and decided to go. This is what Les had to say. He said, in order to keep working out God's plan for me, I've habitually asked asked God what it is he wants me to do. And I've asked myself what tools he's given me to do it. And God has provided me with everything I've ever needed. Just a simple guy who decided to follow his call from God and trust that God would equip him. So these are three amazing stories of God touching hundreds of thousands of people, which all started with willing servants being willing to go. 
This is what it looks like to be a going people. Does that excite you? I haven't even said anything yet, but I'm excited. Let's look at what it means to go. So first of all, we need to go in awe and wonder. So if we look at this passage, we see an amazing reaction from Isaiah. He's so lost in awe and wonder at being in the presence of God that he suddenly becomes aware of his own sinfulness. He suddenly becomes aware of his own flaws. We see it in verse 5. Woe to me! He's totally in awe of God's And being in awe of God leads to this reaction to go. I want to challenge you. Do you get lost in awe and wonder of God? Do you get motivated in your prayer times and sit in awe and wonder looking at God? Does that motivate you to go? Are you in awe of God? I had this just revelation last year about this. And I wrote a blog about it for our Jubilee website, if anyone reads. Does anyone read those, by the way? Do you? I sit in the office sometimes typing and I'm like, I hope someone reads this. (laughs) I wrote this article because I just remember just getting inspired and just feeling in awe of God. We need to be constantly reminding ourselves just how good God is, as I've been singing this morning, how amazing he is, how faithful he is. We need to be fully in love with God and just in awe of him because when we are, our motivation to go is quite different. You know, I read the Psalms in the Bible and I clearly see someone in the writer of the Psalms who's in awe of God. The various writers of the Psalms, they're totally lost in awe and wonder of God and that's how I want to be. See, going, being a going people, going out and doing God's work isn't easy. In fact, it's very difficult. But if we're in awe of God, if our motivation comes from our awe and wonder of God, if we're madly in love with Jesus then we're able to walk through these difficulties with our eyes fixed in awe and wonder on the one that we're serving. So like anyone who knows me will know that I'm not particularly um, motivated by art and creativity. All right, surprise, surprise. I don't know what this is, but it's... uh, um, (laughs) Please don't be offended. But do you know what? Um, I'm not in any way inspired by art, but I am massively inspired by creation. All right, so I look around and see God's creation and it absolutely inspires me. I love looking at beautiful scenery. I remember recently we were up at our friend's wedding in Scotland and I remember just being absolutely blown away by the scenery. We were like, just uh, the hotel was out looking over this amazing lake and we saw the sun kind of rising over the mountains. And I remember looking and chatting to Hayley and I was like, this is literally the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I was like lost in awe and wonder. But you know, if I can get lost in awe and wonder at the creation, like how much more awe and wonder should I have for the creator? If we can get inspired by ribbon and art and colouring in, we can get more inspired by the one who created the heavens and the earth, right? It, It blows my mind. Like, let's get lost in wonder. Let's be a people of awe. You see, being a going people will look different for each of us. In the same way that it looked different for those three guys I spoke about earlier. For some of us, going will literally mean going to plant a church in this nation or in a different nation. To be part of a church plant, to be pioneering a new church. Uh, Last summer while I was on holiday in Portugal, I read Terry Virgo's autobiography. um, And Terry started New Frontiers, a family of churches that we kind of belong to. And his book goes into a lot of detail about how New Frontiers started. And one of the things that really struck me was how many faithful people got up 
and left their homes and quit their jobs and left their cities to go and plant churches all over this nation and in various nations across the world. I was just struck by that. Even this church, Jeremy and Anne, felt the call to come up from the south and, and, and come and start this church. And I don't know about you guys, but I can sometimes avoid even thinking about the idea of ever being called away from Teesside. Like, I absolutely love Teesside. I love this church. And that can lead me to switching off the very idea that God would ever call me to go. So, like, I'll be at a conference like Devoted or New Day, and they'll be, or I'll be at a prayer day, and I'll be at the front praying for people to go and join church plants, or people who might feel called to go to different nations. And I can just kind of zone out. Like, God, you'd better speak very, very, very loudly if you're going to call me. But you know what? That's the wrong attitude. See, at best, I love this church and I love what God's doing here. But at worst, am I in awe of Jubilee Church Teesside and not of God's? And that can be the danger. See, if we're in awe of God's, then we're open to being led by him to the ends of the earth if needed. We aren't up for just being comfortable. We aren't up to resting on our laurels. No, we're passionately following his leading because we're in awe of him. Now, don't worry. The vast majority of people will probably never be called to go away and be part of a church plant. You might be pleased to hear, or maybe not, that we as a family don't feel called to be moving away at the moment. But we all need to be open to that call. We all need to be in awe of God. And you know what? A lot of us won't leave Teesside, but the principle is the same. So you might be called to a certain people group or a certain area of Teesside. And if that's you, your awe and passion still needs to be on God first and not the project or the people group or the place you're working in. It's like we adore Alpha here in Jubilee, don't we? We love the Alpha course, but we're not in... Uh, in awe of it. We're not motivated by it. We're, we're motivated by God, aren't we? We need to hold on tighter to our love of God and our awe of God than we do to any course or project. So we go in awe of God because he's our light. He's the light of our life and we should never, ever lose that. Secondly, we go in freedom. Now, this one's so important. See, as you see in the passage, the angel touches Isaiah's lips with a hot coal as a way of showing him that his guilt, sin, and shame were removed. He'd been forgiven. Before he could go out um, and move into all that God had called him to, uh, before he could step up and say, here I am, send me, he had to have that revelation that he was accepted and that his guilt was free and that he was forgiven and he was free from sin and shame. Before he could stand up and say, here I am, he had to know that he was forgiven. And um, this is something which I think we can miss as Christians. Like we can hear God's call to go and make disciples. We can hear God's call to go and be salt and light in the world. And we can be put off. We can feel excluded from that because we might feel unworthy. We can feel that God might have an amazing call for this church, but we're not part of that because actually we can look at other people following God and doing amazing things for him, speaking to their friends about him, and we can count ourselves out. Like, I'm not as good as that person. I'm not a confident communicator. I did a lot of wrong things in my past. But being a going people starts with the realisation that we are forgiven people. 
because of Jesus' death and resurrection, we're now part of God's family. Forgiven, free, and no longer held back. And I feel like some people need to hear that this morning. I think so many of us are held back from being a going people because we're trapped by lies about ourselves that stop us from being launched into all that God's called us to. I'm not really forgiven. I'm not really a child of God. I'm not really uh, free of sin and shame. I think it's the number one thing stopping us from being a going people. And do you know what? It's one of the things that can result in us being locked up inside the church and like holy huddles together with other Christians. You might think, oh, I can come to church because then I can learn more about God. And then when I learn more about God, I'll be a better Christian. And then when I'm a better Christian, I'll be more holy. And then God might forgive me. And then I might be free. And then once I've earned his forgiveness, then I'll go. Does anyone resonate with that? That's not how it is. We need to know that as Christians, we can walk in the freedom of all that Jesus has done for us. He died on the cross for us to take our punishment, to take our sin and shame and make us people who are accepted and guilt-free. In the same way that Isaiah um, was touched by the hot call from the angel, we're forgiven by Jesus' death and resurrection. That is great news. We no longer need to be held back, but we can walk into all that God's called us to in freedom. Look, if this is an area that you struggle with, then I'm going to have a time to respond at the end of today. If you've been believing lies about yourself, if you feel trapped, if you feel like I'm not really free, then we're going to have some time to pray at the end. But we run a great course here in Jubilee called Freedom in Christ. And uh, we're going to be running more of these as, they kinda, as the year goes on. And can I encourage you that, to get signed up for Freedom in Christ? If you've struggled with some of this stuff, if you don't really feel free, if you feel held back, then sign up to the next Freedom in Christ course when it's on, and it'll be a really great way of uh, helping you to walk in the freedom of all that God's done for you. What else does it look like, though, to go in freedom? Well, with freedom comes confidence. And as Christians, I think it's important that we're able to go confidently to others in order to be salt and light. Now, what do I mean by confidence? Do we all have to be super loud and energetic and run up to strangers in the street and tell them about Jesus? Absolutely not. (laughs) Now, what I mean is that confidence is that we need to go out into the world free and confident in the knowledge that God equips and empowers us. Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We don't go through life on our own. We are temples of God's Holy Spirit. We take the Spirit with us into every situation. He walks with us. Our confidence comes from the fact that God goes with us. We can be a going people because we serve a God that goes with us. You can tweet that. Get get Twitter out. We can be a going people because we serve a God that goes with us. So we go in our own wonder. We go in freedom The final thing we can learn from this passage is that we should um, go with obedience. Do you know what I adore about this passage is Isaiah was so kind of obedient in being willing to stand up and say, here I am, send me. He didn't know exactly what he had to do. He didn't know what this call would lead to, but he knew that he had to stand up and be obedient to it. And do you know what? There has to be something about that act of standing up and being willing to be used by God. 
That's vital when it comes to being a going people. See, the call for us is right there in black and white when, when we read the Bible. And Jesus tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. And our calling's right there. Jesus talks about it again on the Sermon on the Mount, one of the most profound and instructive pieces of teaching ever given. He refers to us as being a city built on a hill, a light for all people. He, and he encourages us to let our light shine and not to put it under a bowl and hide it. If you ever wonder whether you're included in God's call to go, the answer is a huge resounding yes. We all are. But do you know what? God is full of grace and he gives us free will. He doesn't program us like a bunch of robots to go and do whatever he tells us to do. No, he gives us free will. We need to choose to go out and be used by him. We need to be obedient to God. We need to be all in. Just like Jackie Pullinger and Les Isaacs and William Booth, we need to stand up and say, here I am, send me, use me, God. And you know what? When you do that, it leads to an unexpected, amazing adventure, which is unlike anything else that the world could ever offer. When you choose to be used by God, he puts you in some absolutely crazy situations. I remember a few years ago, just before we got married, um, Haley and I used to help out at the soup kitchen in Darlington. And it was held in, the, um, in this car park in the town centre and was visited by a lot of the homeless and drug addicts in Darlington. And everyone who served at the soup kitchen was a member of a local church or was a Christian. And um, we saw some unbelievable sights. But every single week we were petrified. Like we'd be driving over there and we'd be like, I don't want to go because I'm scared of what might happen. Because it was right on the edge. But you know what? We saw some amazing sights. I remember one time this lady was like um, crying her eyes out and sobbing and, um, and Haley and another lady went over and prayed with her and told her about Jesus. Or another time when this guy was shouting at us across the table because he thought we were trying to brainwash him and we had to try and talk him down and tell him what it was really like to be a Christian. Do you know what? We saw some unbelievable sights and I was scared, but this was living on the edge. And what an adventure it was. Because when we decide to let God use us, we get led to some unbelievable places. And you know what, looking back now, I absolutely don't regret helping out with that soup kitchen. Because it was amazing. And that's what happens when you're obedient to God. He takes you on that adventure. Don't you want some of that? Don't you want to be on that adventure with him? Don't you want us as a church to be on that adventure? When we're obedient to God, he just blesses us so much. When we stand up and ask God to use us, we get the privilege of being part of his global mission. We're a going people, but we're also an obedient people. And do you know what? I think, um, I think it's, it, it's something that you can do as a new Christian. Like, just like I did, you can stand up and you can say, I want to be obedient to you. Here I am, God, send me. But then like 10, 20 years down the line, you kind of get comfortable again. Or things might have gotten away. Things might have gone wrong. You might have questions that have suddenly appeared. You might think, God, where have you been in this situation? And I think actually it's something that we need to continue doing. We need to continue reminding ourselves that we're obedient to God. So I think there's a response in this, this, this morning for us. So if I could invite the band up, that would be great. Because I think there's a response in this for, for all of us, really. All right. See, I think there's some people here that maybe need to put their hands up again and and ask God to use them. I think there's some people here who have just got bored of Christianity. 
who've just got bored of the day-to-day being part of a church. And when I'm talking about an adventure with God, you're like, that does not sound like Christianity I know. Do you know, if that's you, that doesn't sound like Christianity you know, because it's not. Because real Christianity, being a follower of Jesus, means going on that amazing adventure with him. So let me tell you, if you've got bored, if you've got comfortable, if you need to stand up and say, God, I want to go on this adventure with you, God, I want you to use me. Here I am, send me. If you want to do that, then um, I'm going to ask you to stand up in a second and we're going to pray for you. All right? And I know we all hate it. I know it's awkward to stand up, but um, I'm going to do it anyway. All right? So, um, as I've said, all right, if you have got boards, if you feel like you want to respond just like Isaiah and say, here I am, God, send me, then I want you to stand up right now for me. If you do, just where you are. You don't need to move. Just stand up right where you are. If you want to say, here I am, God, send me, all right, then I just want you to stand. Do you know what? If if you're maybe feeling like I'm not equipped for this, I can't do this. If that's you as well, then I want you to stand actually as well, okay? Just as a way of saying, here I am, God, send me, and uh, I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you so much for these willing servants of you this morning, God, standing up and saying, here I am, send me. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you've got an amazing adventure for each of us, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord, that you call us to do amazing things, that you've got us as part of your global mission, Lord Jesus. And I pray for each of the people stood up here, Lord, would you set a fire in their hearts again, Lord? Lord, if there's people who have got comfortable, who've got bored of Christianity, Lord, would you shake them up right now? God, I pray for a real shaking up by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Would you blow off some cobwebs, Lord? Lord, just as we hear in that passage about your very presence shaking the the temple and shaking the place where Isaiah was, I pray would you shake some lives this morning, Lord. And Lord, in the obedience that these guys have shown this morning, I pray for a real um, equipping, Lord Jesus. Would these guys this morning know that they're going equipped and on fire and ready to serve you, Lord Jesus. So yeah, I just pray for each of these Isaiahs here, Lord, who have just asked again to be used, Lord Jesus. I pray, would you just continue to minister to them this morning? Yeah, if the rest of us could stand, that would be great. <clears throat> All right, there's one more response in this, but this is going to be slightly different. If, if our ministry team could go out to the sides, that would be great. So we've got some guys at the side who love to pray for people, all right, and minister to people. Um, and I talked earlier about being people who are free, being people who are free to go out and be called in his freedom. And if you just feel like you, you're not free, if you feel like you've been believing lies about yourself, I'm not part of this, I'm not good enough, I'm not really forgiven, if you've been believing those lies about yourself, I just want to encourage you to, just as we sing, to go out to the sides and receive some prayer. Like, please don't leave here this morning without knowing the freedom that Jesus won for you on the cross. So if you've been doubting that freedom, if you feel almost like tied up in chains, then please go out and find one of the guys at the side for some prayer. All right, Andy, I'm going to hand over to you for worship.